As the trade deadline approaches, every single year we separate teams into two categories, buyers and sellers. And many here in Sacramento seem to believe the Toronto Raptors are going to be sellers at this upcoming trade deadline, and OG and Anobi may be available. Would you be willing to part with Keegan Murray as part of the package to bring OG to Sacramento and to talk about the possibility of a trade like this happening? I'm going to be joined by Sean Woodley, the host of the Locked On Raptors podcast, right here on Locked On Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season long. My name is Matt George. I have the pleasure of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports reporter and producer for ABC10. OG Ananobi or other assets, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet. There are so many pieces on that Toronto Raptors roster that I think intrigues Sacramento Kings fans. Others that don't necessarily make sense, but are so good or or have so much potential to help the Sacramento Kings that maybe they're brought up in conversations. But what do the Sacramento Kings have to offer the Toronto Raptors realistically that they would be willing to part with some of these players, especially when it comes to OG? And is Pascal Siakam even available in trade talks? Sean Woodley is going to help us answer a lot of these questions, give us context on what the Toronto Raptors are trying to do. And I'm telling you, he, uh, he he made me put my heart and my brain on the table at times in these conversations and forced me to choose between one or the other. And you know, my heart is with keeping Keegan Murray, but my brain says acquiring OG would be massive for the Sacramento Kings team and would definitely help their defensive problems going forward. Sean and I discuss a ton of different scenarios and we want your feedback, your positive thoughts, your negative thoughts, you saying you do the deal, any negotiations or rather trade proposals that you have, any untouchables that you have. And I know Raptors fans are going to be listening too. Let's get in those negotiations and conversations in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube. If you want to join the conversation on Twitter, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Sean is going to post a couple hypothetical deals that maybe the Raptors would consider for trading OG away that I think Kings fans are going to have some serious opinions on. So I hope you will enjoy this conversation. I had a great time recording this uh, with Sean, uh, and we'll we'll see if uh, by the end you feel like any negotiations would get done or if you feel better or worse about the Kings and Raptors as trade partners. But for right now, here on Locked on Kings, my friend from the Locked on Raptors podcast, Sean Woodley. As the trade deadline approaches, all the rumors start running wild, and the rumors that humor me the most are the ones about a city that start outside of that city. But sometimes those rumors have an inkling of truth to them. And there have been rumors floating around the Sacramento sports scene that the Toronto Raptors are potentially going to be sellers at this upcoming trade deadline. There are some pieces on that Raptors team that Sacramento Kings fans covet highly and here to talk about those pieces plus if this is even true or not sean woodley the host of the locked on raptors podcast sean pleasure that we're actually finally getting this podcast done for those (laughs) who don't know we were about to get this done yesterday and my internet completely tanked like right before i hit record so we're here (laughs) and now i want to know answer the question sean let us know are the raptors selling 
It beats me, man. I know I'm supposed to come on here and be the local expert and know everything the team is going to do, but truthfully, I have no idea right now what the Raptors are going to do before the deadline. And every single game seems to only muddy that picture further. The latest case being their bizarre overtime thriller win over the Knicks at MSG on Monday, in which Fred Van Vliet, theoretically one of the guys who might get dealt, was one of their best players, had 33 points, and kind of showed his very real importance and theoretical excellent fit next to the Raptors' best players. And there's Gary Trent Jr., who also figures to be someone who gets dealt before the deadline, but he hit four of the Raptors, what was it, nine threes they hit in the game. Like, he's an important, important player to what the Raptors want to do. This is a team that doesn't have a lot of guard play or shooting, and for them to go and trade the two guys who have guard play and shooting feels a little scary if you're if you're if you ask me and sort of leaves you without much of a plan going forward it's a very strange team and again every game seems to kind of complicate this you know OG Ananobi has a weird game yesterday does that make him more likely to get moved it feels like every single game has all of these stakes attached to them when ultimately i think maybe the most likely outcome here is like a small move for the raptors and they kind of waiting to see till the summer get a little bit more data maybe try to retain their pending free agents and give themselves even more time before they really have to make some serious decisions which is not really until 2024 when their cap sheet's going to get real crunched but for right now it is uh, like you could tell me a thousand different outcomes happen between now and the deadline and i would believe them all <laughs> i feel like every single year a lot of us and, and fans definitely do this too like we we talk ourselves into big splash moves happening and then kind mm-hmm. of it ends up just being a minor move and then we start complaining about general managers not giving us the fireworks that we were hoping for. <laughs> and when I when I look at the Toronto Raptors roster, not necessarily the situation, again, someone from Sacramento commenting on what's happening in Toronto, I know absolutely nothing. But the only thing that makes sense to me, Sean, is, okay, if the Raptors are sellers, they're not fire sale meaning there's yeah. so many valuable pieces on that Raptors roster that they're not parting with them unless they're getting good value in return. So even if Toronto is looking in, to move in a different direction, Sacramento Kings fans should be rubbing their hands together going, it's fleecing time, because that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I mean, Masai Ujiri is not one to get fleeced. He usually is the fleecer, not the fleecy in various trades he takes part in. Um, you know, his free agent record is a little bit more checkered, but we don't got to talk about that right now. Uh, the trades usually does quite well. And, and yeah, like the Raptors are not going to trade from a position of weakness here. They're not going to just trade guys for the sake of making trades. That's never been how they operate. And as much as I know Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster are known for their big splashy moves, Kawhi Leonard, case in point, really, their whole MO for the last 10 years or so has been to be patient. Think about how long they gave those Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan teams time to figure out and ultimately get waxed by LeBron every year like they gave that probably two or three more years than most people would have expected and their patience paid off because they were still in a position by the end of all of that patience to go make a move for a Kawhi and still have the team around him to go and compete for a title which they ultimately won you know they're not just going to say well we, we got to trade a guy because the free agency you know free agency is coming the deadline's here like the artificial like the deadline feels like an artificial deadline for this Raptors team and I don't think they're going to be forced into making any sort of big grand sweeping moves so it is going to take I think them being knocked off their feet for a couple other guys for them to actually go ahead and pull the trigger and I do think you're right 
we're not going to see the full blow it up that you know the two K adult people out of the, in the world really want to see. Pascal Siakam is not getting traded at the deadline for this Raptors team. Pascal Siakam is an All NBA player. He's the type of player you, in theory, tank to try to draft and probably won't. You don't move on from a guy that good, especially when you have Scotty Barnes on the up, who has been playing really great basketball of late. I think kind of reminding people of all of the very high expectation and hope that is still hinged upon him. And for me, you know, the way you build around an ascendant superstar is not to take away good supporting pieces. Think about the Dallas Mavericks. They would be like delirious they have if they had the supporting cast for Luka Doncic in his second year that they have right now in Toronto for Scotty Barnes in his second year. So it is going to take a lot. Um, that's not to say that they won't do something. Of course, if they are knocked off their feet, they'll probably pull the trigger here. But again, I don't know where that's going to come. I just know for sure it's not going to be some full tear it all down fire sale that all of the more intense people in the trade machine game are, are, are sort of hoping to see because transactions are fun. <laughs> so when it comes to Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes, would you classify them as untouchable or you need to blow my socks off for me to even consider moving them? Yeah, I don't think you can say anyone's necessarily fully untouchable. If some team comes along with a Rudy Gobert-level offer for Pascal Siakam, they'll probably think about it. I don't think that's happening, because I think the Rudy Gobert trade broke trades for the rest of time, uh, and we just probably won't see a move like that for for quite a while, because it scared teams off. Um, but ultimately, with Pascal, you know, he has an opportunity to sign a five-year max this offseason. If he makes All-NBA, it'll be the super max, and I think the Raptors will gladly give that to him as a homegrown star. Um, you know, people might quibble with is he the type of player you give the Supermax to? I, I Yeah, he is. He's really good. He's an all-NBA player. You do it, and you figure it out later. Um, with Scotty, I think, yeah, untouchable probably is the word for him, uh, unless some crazy superstar you know decides all right i want out let's go if devin booker says i want out now and says i want to go to toronto and the only deal is for scotty barnes then maybe they do that but i don't think that's happening and so i would guess that scotty barnes is pretty much uh you know going to be locked in i would also have said a couple weeks ago that og ananobi is probably part of that core as well and i still personally would have him as that core Mm -hmm. but i do think there is the world in which a team comes in with some massive offer that they think puts them over the top for a title this season and maybe the raptors say all right let's do it but i still think that's a pretty far far fetched idea i still think fred van vliet and gary trent jr are the most touchable guys if that's how we're framing it here (laughs) um and then from there on out it's a bit of a descending order but yeah pascal and scotty certainly the top of the list for guys who i do not expect to move at the deadline Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. And maybe your New Year's resolution this year is to better manage your budget and save money. Well, Rocket Money is excellent for you, not just because of their amazing budget management tools that I and my family use every single day. I love Rocket Money. It separates everything that you do into categories and shows you how much you're spending at this restaurant and how much you're spending uh, on groceries every single month or whatever it is. It separates all that for you and does it all for you at the click of a button. In addition to that, we have all these subscriptions, right? So many subscriptions in this modern day and age, and sometimes there are too many subscriptions to handle, and a lot of companies make those subscriptions really difficult to cancel at times. Well, Rocket Money allows you uh, the help that you need or gives you the concierge that will actually cancel subscriptions for you and help you manage those unwanted subscriptions so you ultimately save money. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they have forgot about, believe it or not. So I know I'm not alone and you are not either if you've forgotten about a subscription or two. And you might be surprised. You may say, I I know exactly where my money's going. I know every single subscription that I have. And you open Rocket Money and that one 
$6 a month subscription that you forgot about uh, pokes its head up and Rocket Money allows you to cancel it. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions easy as just a click of a button. Simply find the subscription that you don't want, press cancel. Rocket Money will cancel it for you. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the, the expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. OG is the name that is on the hearts of a lot of Sacramento Kings fans because of mm-hmm. his his two-way ability defensively. The Kings, even though they have the best offense in the NBA right now, and that's not really a problem, defensively, they're a nightmare. And if they mm-hmm. can just be average defensively, that's when we saw them rattle off seven in a row. So this team has made a tremendous jump this year. There's still half the season left for things to go better or worse. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and Sacramento knows that if once they make the playoffs – it's going to be defense that really keeps them there. So OG is the name again on the hearts of a lot of Sacramento Kings fans, but you brought him up. What you said there that caught my attention the most, and and I I want to make sure I I heard it correctly. And I think it bears repeating. You Mm -hmm. said that a a scenario where the Raptors trade someone like OG is if they get a package that helps them win a championship. So that's a very, that's a very different so that's not a seller mindset. That's a buyer mm. mindset. We're just trading. And that's what the Sacramento Kings did last year. They traded Tyrese Halliburton to get DeMontis Sabonis. I'd call that a buyer move more than a, yeah. a seller move. Correct. So I, I don't know if I would paint it quite like that as far as, you know, the immediate likelihood of a championship this season. Like I think this season's kind of a lost cause for the Raptors. Frankly, they're 20 and 24. I still think they'll fight to make the plane. And I think that's a valid thing to try to do because the plane is fun and cool and you can make memories for your fans and all that and still pick pretty reasonably high in what is a pretty deep draft. Um, you know, I don't think they're, I think they're too good to like do the full tank thing and go full on, you know, stop trying for Wemby or whatever. Um, with OG, I think it would have to be the kind of deal where they get enough stuff back that they can then parlay that into something else that better complements Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam as sort of the core pillars. Uh, the report today from Jake Fisher is that it's going to take a DeJounte Murray-level offer or more to, to make it happen, and that checks out to me. Masai Ujiri was quoted last offseason saying, if I could build a whole team of OGs, I would. Mm-hmm. He's a guy the Raptors love for good reason. There's a reason the whole league wants OG Ananobi, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's maybe sign one for the Raptors that they should hang on to him, that there's 29 other teams out there being like, can we get our hands on that dude? For me, the way I've kind of said it with OG is like, he's the kind of guy every championship team needs. You might find yourself, if you move on from him, regretting moving on from him. He's the kind of player who is so unique in what he does and that he can give you some offensive punch while also being probably the best wing defender alive right now on, on a good day. You know, you take that, and that's the kind of player you trade away and regret trading away for 20 years because you haven't been able to fill that hole with a small forward of his capabilities. Um, the Raptors have done this in the past. Or this is like this, OG is like the one small forward in 25 years who has actually been worth a damn on this Raptors team. Um, and you know, moving on for him would be a really tough pill to swallow. That said, if you can get three first-round picks back and multiple unprotecteds, that's where I think you're, you're, you're cooking because then if you're the Raptors, you can go into the offseason and say, all right, we have all these extra picks at our disposal. Maybe we use them this year. Maybe we trade them for the next disgruntled superstar, but that gives them the stuff on hand to go make it happen. So yeah, I, I don't know necessarily if it's like a, you got to get a guy who's going to make the team better right now type of thing, um, but certainly getting enough stuff that they can then reload for next season, I think would kind of be the goal here with an OG trade. 
So I guess my understanding is it's assets that they can use to rebuild quickly or turn things around quickly and not necessarily mm-hmm. start from scratch and start from the ground up again, which we see a lot of seller teams uh, try and do is just acquire picks and go hold Sam Presti with it and basically start. Yeah, they're the not going up. Presti. They're, this is not a thing they do. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there you go. Sacramento Kings fans, listen, and you, you heard right there, like three first round picks is, is kind of the parameter or the starting point, it sounds like, uh, at least from, from Sean's perspective with Toronto. It doesn't surprise me at all, but what I wanted to ask you, Sean, was yeah. before we dive deeper into this conversation. And, and this is separate from like we do on Locked On every single year. We do our mock drafts and stuff where we put on our GM hats and try to negotiate. That's not what this is. I'm not trying to get Sean to agree to a trade here on the <laughs> podcast, although his word is binding. And if he says it, then the Raptors have to do it. Uh, <laughs> but like looking at the Sacramento Kings and the asset pool that they have, they do have draft picks, although it's muddied a little bit because of the Kevin Herter trade. Uh, they right. have a future draft pick locked up in that. Uh, which they could renegotiate with Atlanta and take the protections off that, just say this is your pick, and then free up the ability to trade three draft picks if they want to. It also depends on how desperate Monty McNair is to make a big splash move right now to try and increase uh, the Kings' chances of of making a deep playoff run right now. But if you're looking at this Kings roster, you're looking at their mm-hmm. draft situation, like asset-wise, what do you think about the packages that Sacramento realistically can put together? It's tough because the money is weird and Rashawn Holmes stinks right now. Uh, Like if Rashawn Holmes were playing like the player he was when he first got signed to that deal, you know, minus all the off court stuff, like, you know, I I feel like maybe there's something workable there with Rashawn Holmes coming back as a center. The Raptors have desperately been looking for, for a little while here. If reports are, are to be believed, I don't think Rashawn Holmes is necessarily the level of center. They would like to devote that resource to, or that level of resource to. Um, but you know, th- there, there could have been something there had Rashawn Holmes not fallen off a cliff after that. It gets hard because Harrison Barnes I don't think really is all that attractive to the Raptors as an expiring guy. And I think he honestly means way more to the Kings right now than he does to the Raptors. And I like, why would you not want to keep Harrison Barnes in your team? He's really good. I, He's very I valuable and important. So, you know, I'm, I'm not getting into the business of that. And then you get into, hmm, who are the other big salaries here who could potentially move? And it's Keegan Murray. And are Kings fans thrilled about that? Like that would obviously take down the amount that they'd have to ship out pick wise for sure. Maybe it's Keegan Murphy and and a first or whatever, but like I, if I'm the Kings, I'm I'm a little queasy about that. Like that dude is an incredible three point shooter, and he's been one of the more reliable rookies. Like, are you really eager to move on from him? There, the Raptors would certainly take him. He's a he's a wing who shoots threes. Like that would be a, a good way to sort of have some sort of like-for-like replacement of what OG does for you. Obviously, Keegan Murray's not the defender OG is because very few people in the world are, but maybe that's a way you could convince them by throwing in a couple extra salaries, smaller salaries here and there. Maybe you can get there, but it's tricky because of the number OG makes to make the math work here in a deal that, that I think interests both parties because you skew it too far towards the young players who are on reasonably sized contracts the Kings might not want to do it. You skew it too far towards guys who don't really have that much utility to the Raptors right now, then I think that gets tricky too. You know, if Holmes had one year left on his deal, maybe you could talk yourself into it. But having the three years or two years beyond this one feels a little bit like it's a bridge too far for the Raptors to cross. Um, so it's hard, uh, you know, unless you are intrigued by the idea of throwing in Keegan Murray or having it be Harrison Barnes plus all the picks. Um, I think it is hard to find a match here. I'm personally not intrigued by, well, yeah. 
let's put it this way. I am intrigued, but I'm ex- like my heart is extremely hesitant because of the attachment that I have towards Keegan. Keegan was who I wanted the Kings to go out and get all along. So, right. Uh, but this, it's the Kings hit- do love to trade their young players for uh, older players and deals that people perceive that they have lost, but perhaps they- are maybe washes. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Monty McNair is not afraid to trade his draft picks if he really thinks it's the right move. And what's funny is you hit the nail on the head on the discussion that happened around a table. Uh, we were having dinner before a recent Kings home game and a couple different Kings media members and I were discussing this very idea of making Keegan Murray available. I think Keegan Murray is the best trade asset that the Sacramento Kings have, making mm-hmm. him available in an OG trade. OG's better defensively. I think Keegan, I mean, maybe it's a wash from three-point shooting. Who knows? Keegan's younger, so and you have more contractual control if you're Toronto. But again, OG is better defensively right now and could be the difference between the Sacramento Kings falling out of that 4-5 or five seed or securing it and then taking that next step in, in, in the years to come. So you definitely have to strongly consider it. I don't know if the Sacramento Kings do, but for clarification, you think, Sean, that the Raptors would heavily consider a Keegan Murray and a future first round pick package do you think it needs to be spicier than that or is that the starting point like where where do you think the raptors are in terms of like done or okay now we're talking yeah i mean i think if keegan murray's involved obviously you're not doing three first round picks it might be one and then you know one heavily protected or something like that i don't know um i just i know how much the raptors covet and value og and anobi and so it's going Mm -hmm. to take a lot to knock them off that spot um you know, is there something where it's Malik Monk and Keegan Murray for OG, and then maybe it's one pick, or you know, maybe there's no pick involved there at all? It's hard to say. I I have no idea how teams value picks anymore. Is the thing like it's completely been warped? I don't know. I don't think the actual value of a first round pick is known at the moment because of the way it feels like the Go Bear trade both set the market and maybe reset the market because it was so insane. Right. Um, but ultimately, I mean, if you're the Kings and you can get OG Ananobi on your team and roll at a starting five of De'Aaron Fox with Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, OG, and Demonis Sabonis, like that lineup rules. <laughs> like maybe that's worth it. If you, and like maybe it's a different calculation for the Kings who right now are in a spot where, you know, it's exciting and fun and the playoffs seem like they're going to happen for the first time in, like, I don't know, since all of these players were diapers, basically, uh, we're talking about, like, you know, maybe that that sort of tilts them towards wanting to offer up those picks. It's hard to say, like, do you want to pay OG as well, right? He's got a player opt-out after next year. Like, do you want to pay him what his next deal is going to be? It's going to be massive. He's a very good player, but do you want to be in that business or is he at the peak of his value right now? So lots of things to sort through here, but yeah, I think if Keegan Murray's on the table and a first round pick, you can go from there and sort of build a package out that might interest the Raptors and sort of recenters things with Keegan Murray and Scotty Barnes and whomever they take in the draft this year is sort of their new core um, with Pascal and, and Fred Van Vliet still around. But yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating one. Like of the possible destinations for OG, I don't want to see OG go anywhere, but the Kings are like my favorite theoretical one just because I think they would make that team really freaking good. All right, I'm fascinated to hear and read the responses to that from Sacramento Kings fans because I think it's going to be a pretty 50-50 split. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of them are going to be like, yep, make Keegan available in this trade if you can do it. Others are going to say, absolutely not, hold on to Keegan. So I'm fascinated about this conversation. And I'm actually going to stand in front of Sean here for a second because I know, I already know, 
There are going to be fans in the comment section. There are going to be emails <laughs> that I'm going to get saying Sean is way overvaluing OG. Sean, I don't think so at all. I think what Sean is doing is absolutely correct. I think this is exactly how the Toronto Raptors need to handle the situation. I think this is exactly how they will handle the situation. And why would you give up OG when you do not have to? There is no pressure on Toronto to make that deal happen. So it's going to take Monty and the Kings who are on the position of, it's a unique position the Kings aren't normally in, but now they're trying to make another strong buying move to cement themselves as a playoff team in the Western Conference and a future championship contender one day. Like that's what they're trying to accomplish. So that window shrinks of how that's made possible. I think Sean is absolutely correct with, and based off my understanding of the Raptors, I think he's absolutely correct with how these negotiations would actually go. Yeah. And I mean, look, it's again, it's not me overvaluing OG. It's me just relaying to you how the Raptors have said in public how much they value OG. And so I'm willing to take them at face value on that. When the GM, the president of the team says I would build the whole team out of OGs if I could, that to me suggests there's a little bit of uh, of an appreciation for his skills there. Let me throw this one at you. Bit of a happy medium. I'm sure Kings fans would love to get off the Rashawn Holmes contract as, you know, any team that has that deal on their books would. Mm-hmm. Is there a world in which, by the way, is there any option on the last year of Holmes' deal? I should maybe know that before we dive into this. Uh, as far as I understand, there isn't, but I should know that too, to be honest. <laughs> Got it on the fly here. Thank you, Spot Track, the beautiful website that you are. There's a player option that he has for 2024 25. And so yeah, at this rate, he's picking up. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking. Um, that's, that's a negative value asset. What, you, what say you to something where you get off the Holmes deal? You trade Keegan Murray to the Raptors. You get OG back for Holmes and Murray and two first-round picks. You know, protections probably light or not at all, um, just because that's how picks get traded these days. But what are your thoughts on you get off the Holmes deal? Yes, you have to hold your nose and move on from Murray, but you add OG while removing that Holmes contract. For the record, for any Raptors fans watching this, I don't want the Rashawn Holmes contract on the Raptors' books but this might just be the cost of doing business if you're going to get Keegan Murray and two first-round picks in this hypothetical deal. Um, is that something you think could be a bit of a happy medium? The kind of trade that makes both teams, un- both fan bases unhappy, therefore, is probably a pretty good deal. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree with that part. Um, so, th- I mean, this is terrible for podcasting and terrible for a show, but this is the type of deal that I sit and lie in bed when it's 1 o'clock in the morning and I should be sleeping and I stare at the ceiling and weigh the pros and cons a thousand times. Because We're all very like, healthy people, aren't we? The, this trade deadline <laughs> stuff really makes our brains healthy and good. <laughs> Where armchair GM sometimes becomes a livelihood. But, it, like, the reality is I recognize the value that OG brings. I think OG is a game changer for the Sacramento Kings. Is one guy who, like you said, could be the best wing defender in the world is one guy good enough to take the Kings from being abysmal defensively to just good enough to actually turn into a legitimate contender? Maybe. I don't know the answer to that question. I would have to break my own heart to say yes to that deal by trading away Keegan Murray, but it is a strong consideration deal for the Kings. I think Sacramento would try and find a way to make it less picks that they're giving up also in the deal, Mm. although I think they value Keegan much higher than they value future draft compensation at that point, so they're still probably feeling pretty tough about trading away another rookie after trading Tyrese last year, but I'll put it this way. I think the Sacramento Kings have to strongly consider that deal. Just like I think the Toronto Raptors have to strongly consider that deal. Sean, I want to sneak this in too. This has nothing to do with this deal. I'm just curious your perspective on another asset that I think the Sacramento Kings might make available in trade conversations, not necessarily with the Raptors, but just period uh, that I'm a little hesitant about is Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell Mm. is the best defender on the Sacramento Kings right now. And again, if you're trading Davion Mitchell, 
you need to get something back that has a pulse defensively or you're even worse than you already are right now. So I'm just curious your thoughts on Davion Mitchell as a trade asset. Honestly, if he made more money, he would have been in these conversations, I think, too. It's just hard to find a salary to match with his that mm-hmm. works with the salary math. I mean, let me just kind of uh, do this thing on the fly here, I suppose, so we can <laughs> trade just live trade demands. Isn't this the best? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mitchell, I feel like, is someone the Raptors might covet. There's going to be a bit of, I think, a guard transition in terms of the constitution of the roster coming up here at some point for the Raptors with Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. both pending free agents. Mm-hmm. Um, if you did do Davion Mitchell and Rashawn Holmes for OG, let me just see if that works money-wise. Um, I love this trade machine nonsense. It does work money-wise. Um, you know, obviously, it's more money going out than it is coming in for the Raptors, so that you know helps them. I'm not, I'm not sure of the Kings tax situation or where they're at and what they're willing to pay, but um, you know that brings in you know a little bit less money for the Raptors as you're sending out. You get Davion Mitchell, less of an asset I think than Keegan Murray, yeah, so maybe much. the picks are more. Um, maybe that's still two or three picks. You know. It'd be nice to squeeze him in there. Hey, you want to do Mitchell and Keegan Murray for for OG? Maybe that's a conversation too, but um, maybe that's a little too rich for for Kings fans' bloods as well. But again, it's going to take a lot to get OG. I think you got to prepare yourself. If your team is going to get OG and Anobi, it's going to have to be for a ton, and you're probably not going to be super happy with what's going out. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football with the the playoffs happening right now, the build up to Super Bowl, their fun prop side bets and pro, plus gate, great game lines. Uh, you can bet on the NFL uh, regular season awards right now, like MVPs and things like that. To of course NBA basketball with all the betting surrounding the Sacramento Kings. Uh, you could even find like esports betting, combat sports, MMA, uh, boxing. They have golf betting for you, the college sports. They have just so much available for you. And if you love sports podcasts too. You can even find those on Bet Online as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. I think uh, this is a conversation that is actually exactly on par with how these conversations would likely go. And it would take both sides, I think, budging a little more than they want to and breaking their hearts in order to get this deal done. Uh, and I, I again, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear how Sacramento Kings fans. Uh, feel about that possibility or even Toronto Raptors fans listening how they feel about the possibility of those moves and if both fan bases hate it we might be on to something a little bit Sean I have no idea if this deal is going to actually happen or if these negotiations are actually going to happen but this might be the way they go I'll also just say it per the fanspo trade machine which is gospel in this I suppose <laughs> uh, Davion Mitchell and Keegan Murray for OG Ananobi straight up works just a thought God. Who needs picks? Just your two most recent guys. And, I didn't uh, know this conversation is going to be freaking painful for me to have to deal with. <laughs> oh, That's all backfired on me, pissing me off now, because now I'm considering all these horrible scenarios. Well, Sean, the, the last thing I'll sneak in for you, too, is, I mean, you brought up Fred Von... Uh, Van, Jesus. Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet. Vliet. Yes, the uh, the Count. Yes. <laughs> the count, count Fred. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., another name that Sacramento Kings fans have a fond and painful attachment to. Uh, in terms of both of those players, not necessarily for a Sacramento package, but just in your mind, like if, if those two are being made available again, 
I feel like they're not as blow my socks off deal as OG or Pascal or Scotty, no. but still you're getting some, you're, you're demanding something pretty valuable to give up those players. Yeah. You know, it's tough. I think this really depends on the front office for the Raptors, their internal knowledge of the likelihood of them retaining Trent and Fred Van Vliet. Like if they think one of them's out the door or both are out the door based on their conversations, then I think it's more of a, just just see what we can get type of thing before the deadline. Um, My inclination and the reporting is that maybe Gary's the more likely guy to get moved here. I think Fred on paper is such a great fit with what the Raptors do. And I think there's a chance that his struggles this season are just exactly that a slump struggle that is not going to stick around. There's also the downside that he's a 29 year old five eleven point guard. Who's going to, you know, deteriorate quickly here from here. Maybe you don't want to pay his next deal. Um, again, I think they're going to have inter- internal conversations and have their own sort of gauge of how likely it is. Both guys stick around. Um, with Gary Trent Jr., it feels very similar to the deal in which they acquired him, right? It was Norm Powell for Gary Trent Jr. straight up. Norm, a guy who was about to get kind of expensive for a guy who was going into RFA who was going to be cheaper. There was the rumor today, uh, I believe in Bleacher, or sorry, in Yahoo with uh, Jake Fisher about how, you know, Jalen McDaniels from the Hornets kind of fits the bill of someone they might flip Gary Trent Jr. for. You flip him for a cheaper player who's going to cost you less this summer in RFA than Gary Trent Jr. is going to cost, which could cost you like 25 mil a year at this point based on the reporting, which I think is fine. He's a very good three-point shooter. It's a valuable commodity to have. But um, I do think that sort of run it back, or sorry, roll it forward, kick it down the road type of deal is what you'd see for, for Trent. With Fred, you know, the thing I've sort of, thought about here is there's not a ton of clear targets for Fred as far as teams that need point guards who have the salaries to make it work the Clippers are the team I've really circled as like a surprise deal coming out of nowhere Mm. from the Clippers that features something along the lines of Terrence Mann Reggie Jackson and Robert Covington or any combination of their collection of medium salaried guys coming back Uh, you know their 2028 first round pick being involved as well I think the Raptors might not love that. The the sort of fit of the guys coming in, in theory, might not exactly be what they're looking for. But if it's a situation where they think Fred's gone anyway, maybe they just bite the bullet and just get what they can get. And I feel like the Clippers are probably the most likely team to actually offer them something that might intrigue them. But it's hard. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's why I don't know what the Raptors are going to do at the deadline. It's because... There are arguments for and against moving these guys now, waiting to next waiting till the offseason and seeing what happens with their player options and whether they uh, are going to go pursue free agency. If you think you can bring them back with bird rights, do you give it more time just to see what this team has? If you can retain those guys, give it another year before you have to make any big sweeping decisions. Or they could say this season's not gone the way we wanted. Let's pivot right now. It's 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 a very very weird situation. It's a weird team to try to figure out. Um, but I, I do think we'll see something before the deadline. What that is, I still have no idea. But Fred and Gary, yeah, you're not going to get the same big returns. But I don't think they're just going to trade them for the sake of trading them. Sean, you're brilliant. You've provided such great coverage over there of the Toronto Raptors. Kings fans, if you ever have any questions about the Raptors or any interest in the Raptors at all, make sure Locked on Raptors is a listen for you. Sean, it's always a pleasure uh, chatting with you, having you on, even if you pull up my heartstrings a little bit with the Keegan Murray talk. (laughs) But I appreciate it so much, my man. Thank you for doing this. And we'll see if the Kings and Raptors are involved. Any rumors spark up between the two as we get closer to the deadline. Huge thank you to Sean for joining me again here on Locked on Kings. 
I love that conversation, although there were some painful moments in that that conversation. I'm not lying to you. As soon as I'm done hitting record, I'm going to go sit down, get a cup of coffee, and really weigh the pros and cons of, of these deals that we discussed. No idea if the Kings and Raptors would even consider them, but my general manager brain, and I'm sure many of your general manager brains, are considering it and thinking about it. And I'm telling you, that OG for Keegan Murray swap or making Keegan available in an OG trade, that's been a conversation that a lot of Sacramento Kings media members have had just sitting around tables eating dinner uh, before or after Kings games. So it's something that at least is a talking point here in Sacramento as the trade deadline approaches. And of course, again, I want to hear your feedback. Reach out to me on Twitter at MattGeorgeSack. Email me MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. And of course, leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. Hope you appreciated this episode. Sorry you had to wait a little extra, uh, an extra day for it to drop, uh, but I'm happy I was able to get it out. And of course, we got Kings and Lakers coming up, a post-game pod for that. So I hope you will join me for that. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.